Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Such good, so good to be here. Um, last week, Pastor Terry was, uh, he, he started out the book of Hosea, and that's where we're going to finish off today with the book of Hosea. And we've been now, uh, shoot, going on two years, uh, getting close to two years in the, the greatest stories ever told series, um, going through the Old Testament and uh, where it all come from. And uh, so we're going to finish up this book today. Uh, last week, recapping last week, Hosea, a prophet of the Lord, commanded by God to take a wife, Gomer, took Gomer as his wife, a wife, uh, she was a, a prostitute. She was a prostitute. And the representation of uh, Hosea and Gomer, their marriage, their relationship, is a representation of God and Israel. Okay, and uh, of um, how God is always there. He's pursuing us. He is coming after us no matter how far away we go from Him. And how when we turn our backs on Him, He's still facing us. He's got His hand out to us, ready for us when we turn around. He's reaching for us. He's there to pick us up. So, with that being said, we're in Hosea. We're going to start out in chapter 8. So, we would, Hosea chapter 8. Okay. My title for this first section here, you have to excuse my pronunciation, okay? Um, Apostasy, okay? It's the apostasy of Israel. Verse 1, starting verse 1, we're going to go through 1 through 10. It says, Set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel will cry to me, My God, we know you. Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. They set up kings, but not by me. They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. From their gold and silver, they made idols for themselves, that they may be cut off. Your calf is rejected, O Samaria. My anger is aroused against them. How long until they attain, how long until they attain to innocence? For from Israel is even this a workman made it, and it is not God. But the calf of Samaria shall be broken to pieces. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. The stalk has no bud. It shall never produce meal. If it should produce, aliens would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the Gentiles like a vessel in which is no pleasure. For they have grown up to Assyria like a wild donkey alone by itself. Ephraim is speaking of Israel here. Okay, Ephraim has hired lovers. Yes, they have hired among the nations. Now I will gather them, and they shall sorrow a little because of the burden of the king of princes. Now I'll give a definition here of apostasy. Okay, apostasy. 
however you pronounce it. It says, an act of, ref- an act of refusing to continue to follow, obey, or recognize a religious faith. You see, the Israelites, they knew God's commands. They knew what God wanted them to do their whole life. He, he, they knew Scripture. They knew all of what God has done for them, where God brought them from, out of bondage into freedom. He, God has won battles for them. They knew this, but yet they still thought they knew better. They still thought that what they thought was more important than what God thought. Their, 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 their wants and desires for their life was better than God's desire for their life. In verse 1, it says, <clears throat> Set the trumpet to your mouth. God's telling them, Be watchful. The trumpet they're talking about is the shofar. Okay? And they would, pl- they would sound the shofar, sound the trumpet as a call to arms. He's telling them, be watchful. Be watchful because of how you're doing, things you're doing, your enemies are going to come in against you. It says, He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord. They had went to other nations trying to buy protection. They had went to other nations trying to do these things uh, according to, to their laws and their rules. He shall come. He's talking about the Assyrian army. Come like, a, like an eagle. Against the house of the Lord. Come, come like an eagle against them. Come swiftly and quietly. They need to be watchful. They need to be watchful because the army will come in and, and destroy them. You know, 1 Peter 5.8 says that it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary, the devil... Walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know, we're not far from the Israelites. Our society, we're, 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 just, we're just like they are. We're just like they are. We think we know better. We turn to our own ways more than God's ways for our lives. Most of us don't know the Bible. Society don't know the Bible. They don't know God's Word. The enemy turns around and he's seeking to who he can devour. How does he know he can devour you? It's by your actions, by your sayings, what you do, what you say. You know, if I turn around, turn around I stand up here and I'm telling you that... Uh, oh, I don't know, just, just pick something. We're in Hosea. Let's say prostitution. We're using that. We know it's against God's law. We know it's against God's rules. We know it's against God's word. But then I turn around and I, I tell, I'm telling you this. When I go out and I do the same thing, I commit adultery against my wife. You know, that's how the enemy attacks us. He puts us in places where he knows we can be tempted. He, he puts things in front of us that he knows will snare us and trap us. You have to be watchful. You have to know God's Word. You have to be able to recognize where you're at, the place that you're going, 
and see where the enemy is putting a trap out for you. Okay? So if, I got, if I'm telling you these things are wrong, but yet I have a lustful eye, and I have a, a way that I'm just not paying attention to my own uh, convictions, I can, I'm going to fall right into the trap. I've got to know the Word. I've got to know what God's commands are for my life. Back in Hosea 8, you know, the Israelites, they set up kings without, they would set up kings without going to the Lord. They wanted a ruler to tell them what to do instead of God. They didn't want to be, hear from God. They didn't want to hear what He has to do for them. Has, wants them, sorry, and get tongue-tied, get excited a little bit. He, they didn't want to know what he had in store for them, the plans that he has. God has a plan for each of our lives. They set up idols. They made idols of, of silver and gold to worship. You know, what do we look at each day? And we worship as a society. Money. Houses, cars, status symbols. You know, those things are all right to have. It's not, a, it's not a bad thing to have a bank account with some padding in it. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have a nice house, to have a nice car. But you can't have those things before God. God will bless you with those things, but you've got to put Him first. And follow His path for your life. Okay? You know, we're not far, we're not far from the Israelites. Watch TV. You look at the things they, they're showing on TV. The glorifying different things. Adultery and, and uh, the, the home life. They, they turn our home lives completely upside down. You know, that's where, that's where Israelites was. You know, said they uh, they sow to the wind. You know, if you turn around and uh, you plant a garden, okay, you dig you dig the trench, you dig dig the row, and you plant your seeds, you water it. The uh, um, plant will root. The plant will root, and it will grow, and eventually. You'd be able to pick fruit from it, right? Well, if you just take that pack of seeds, and you just go out there, and the wind blows real good, and you just take them seeds and throw them in the air. What's going to happen? They're going to scatter. The seeds is not going to get fed. They're not going to get nourished. They're not going to root. The plant is not going to grow, and you're not going to be able to reap the fruit from the plant, Right? Well, now, if we take our values and our cares and we just throw them to the wind, our values and our cares is not going to take root. You're not ever going to see and reap the harvest from what you have in your heart. You've got to stay grounded. You have to stay grounded with the Lord. He'll guide you and He'll protect you if you do. See, the Israelites, 
they was in a, in a place of darkness, okay? It was in a place uh, uh, like a pit. I want to I sort of use that as a reference, okay? And uh, it's where we get with sin. Sin makes, it, makes you think it's okay. It feels good, okay? And if it feels good, we want to keep doing it, right? How many people says in the mornings they want to get up and go to the gym and pump that iron and hurt their body and feel it burning the muscles they want to hurt all day long and be sore? I'm sorry, I haven't said that lately. <laughs> I know I need to take better care of this temple. But uh, um, it takes work. And sin says, stay in the bed. Get that extra bit of sleep. Get that extra bit of rest. You'll like it. Sit down and watch the TV for an extra hour instead of reading your Bible or, or praying with your family. That's what sin does for you. Draws you in. And that one hour is going to turn into an hour and 30. Or uh, an extra, you know, extra 20 minutes before you have to get up. And sin is just going to creep in because it's going to feel good. It's going to put you there and it's going to keep you there as long as it can. You have to recognize it. But the good thing is that you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. We're going to read eight, uh, chapter 8, 11 through 14 right fast. Because Ephraim has made many altars for sin, they have become for him altars for sinning. I have written for him the great things of my law. But they were considered a strange thing. For the sacrifices of my offerings, they sacrifice flesh and eat it. But the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sin. They shall return to Egypt, for Israel has forgotten his maker and has built temples. Judah has multiplied fortified cities, but I will send fire upon his cities, and it shall devour his places." Look at, look at uh, our society all across the world, okay? There's groups out there fighting for multiple, multiple things, different things, okay? Uh, a couple of those things, one is abortion. There's groups out there fighting for abortion. They, want to, they, they say, you know, hey, it's my body. It's my right to do with it how I please. And... They say it's okay. They feel it's okay to take that life, that, that child's life. Homosexuality. They fight to make you accept it. Me and my wife was talking about the other day. Every TV show that we have been watching, there's homosexuality in every show. They say you have to accept it no matter what. No matter what. Our schools are even saying it's okay to experiment. It's not okay. Transgender stuff. They want you to say it's okay for a man to be a woman and a woman to be a man. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I was born a man and I'm going to die a man. Legalization of things like marijuana and stuff. You know, there's a lot of people, they, they, they're saying it for medicinal use. But most just want to get high. 
Most of the people I know that fight for it just want to get high. They want the, the freedom to get high. But you know the bad thing is? Like the Israelites. They, the, they have made many altars for sin. The stuff I just talked about is in our churches. That's what the people in our churches are praying for and fighting for. I'm not saying just like, I'm talking about the church. There's people that want to, they'll tell you they love God. They love his word. They love his command. But yet they preach against it. They come to these altars right here and kneel and pray for acceptance and for legalization of things that goes against God's word. And that's just a few things. You, we go even farther into the secular world, it gets deep. A lot more time than it can be spent on that than what we have here this morning. But you gotta know these, you gotta know scripture to know what's right and what's wrong. You gotta understand it. Be watchful. Because what the, what's gonna happen is just like those few little things there that I read. Somebody's going to come up to you and they're going to put a little bug in your ear. and say, well, you know what? I see that. I see that point. And what, that's, what that is, that's the enemy seeking to devour you. He's turning around and he's putting a little bug in your ear to start swaying you. And if he can keep you, like if God's here, and instead of you following God, seeking Him, if He can turn you this way, He's done His job. All it takes is just a little shift. And He's done His job. So you got to be watchful. Know the Word. Be in prayer. You know, we're just passerbys in this world. This world is just a short time. That we're here. Now, I didn't do the illustration. I didn't have the, the stuff to actually do the illustration, so I'm just going to describe it. I know you can get the picture. This pastor, I watched this sermon one time, uh, Francis Chan. He had, uh, he had this uh, rope, okay? This rope was, was long. I mean, it was like stretched way out. And it, I mean, this is huge rope. I mean, it would wrap around this room, I mean, but it was like all coiled up and everything's huge. On the tip of this white rope, was red tape, about two, three inches long. And what that represented was our life. That rope was our life. And the red piece was the time we spent here on earth. The rest represents eternity. Okay? What we do in that two to three inches of that long rope and that short period of time determines where we spend eternity. What you're seeking in this life determines where you're going to end up. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And where you finish off here is where you're going to live your life. What you seek here it's going to determine where you finish off here. Most of us want to say, hey, yeah, no. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I'm going to heaven. 
The fact is, the demons believe. Satan believes. Just because you believe ain't getting you there. You got to practice what you preach. You got to practice God's commands, God's word. Know it. That way, this little part right here, you get to live in eternity in glory. You know, if you recognize that, uh, that you're there, if you recognize, you know what, I've, I've been tricked, I've been swayed. My life and how I, how I view things has got me to a place to where I'm skewed. Or I'm in a dark place. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Just like God has done with Israel so many times. He's there to pick Israel up. He's there to pick His people up. He brought them out of bondage. It wasn't long. They turned right around. But He's right there to pick them right back up and say, Here, here's, your, here's what I have for you. I've set this aside for you. That's what He's doing for your life too. When you turn... And you, you turn away from Him, you face away from Him, you run from Him. He's still there pursuing you. The farther you run, the faster you run, He's right there behind you. You can't get away from Him. Amen. He'll convict your heart. Listen. Recognize. Like Pastor Chris said, I want to recognize His voice. I don't want to, I don't want to turn around and think, is that you? I want to know it's you. Amen. Study. No, be in prayer. Know God's voice. Know God's word. But you don't have to stay in a dark place. The Israelites didn't have to stay in a dark place. Chapter 14 reads, O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity, receive all graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses, nor will we say any more to the work of your hands. You are our gods, for you are the fatherless, for you, for in you the fatherless finds mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from him. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be like an olive tree and his fragrance like Lebanon, who will dwell under his shadow, shall return. They shall be revived like grain and grow like a vine. Their scent shall be like, like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard and observed him like, an, like a green cypress tree. Your fruit is found in me. Who is wise? Let him understand these things. Who is prudent? Let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. 
Worship team, if uh, you can, come on up. I want to read some notes here that's in my, my study Bible because Hosea used um, some descriptions here, okay? I'm, I'm just going to read the note. It says, Hosea uses a series of examples from nature to show how God will restore His people with, fruit, with fruitfulness, the lily, stability, the roots like the cedars of Lebanon, beauty like an olive tree, the fragrance of the wine. Then God Himself promises to be an evergreen place of shelter, the cypress tree, the great big cypress tree. God will shelter you. He will shelter you. I'll give you a couple definitions. The first one, unconditional. It says, not conditional or limited to. The definition of love. Strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. That's what God has for you. You put the two together. Unconditional love. Does that mean God doesn't get angry? No. God's, God still gets angry. He's not happy with how, how we do things. But He is there unconditionally because He loves us. He is our Creator. Strong affection arising out of kinship. He is our Father. He is our kin. That's the personal tie. You know, you don't have to, to stay in a dark place. You don't have to stay in a place of being down. In a place of sin. It might feel good for the temporal time, but it doesn't bring joy. You find joy in the Lord. If you want to go ahead and stand with me. Bow your head and close your eyes. I want you to picture your life. The picture of the life that you've lived. Okay? We all have a story. Every last one of us. Some might be harder than others. But everybody has a story. Every one of us has had to be redeemed at some point in our life. Why don't you picture that point in your life when you needed redeeming, when you needed restoration, and God was there. God picked you up. He held you in His arms, and He loved you. And if that's you today, God's there. All you have to do is give it to Him and recognize where you are. And turn to God and ask for that redemption. Reach for His hand that's already stretched out to you. Reach for His hand. Let Him lift you up. Let Him pick you up. Feel His love. His unconditional love, no matter where you've been. Be filled with His joy. This altar is open. If that's you, come down to this altar. There's somebody that's going to be here to pray with you. There's somebody that's going to be here to pray with you. There's no, no judgment here. This is a place of freedom. Be free.
be redeemed by the Lord today. If you don't know Jesus, if you haven't come to that point in your life where you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, today's the day. You're not guaranteed another moment. It doesn't matter if you're 75, 50, or 15. You're not guaranteed another breath. Come on down here and give your life to the Lord. Be redeemed in the Lord. Be redeemed. Heavenly Father, thank you for this this day. Thank you for the life that you've given us. Thank you for the redemption that you've given us, God. We turn to you, God. We praise you and we worship you, God. And we ask for redemption in our life, God. And we praise you for the redemption and the resurrection that you have given us, God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a podcast of a special guest speaker brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at faithrenewed.org.